Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. host Mary Lemansky. I'm a musician, actress, writer, business owner, and creator of this podcast. Welcome and thank you very much for listening. It's been a while since I have done a podcast. The last year has been kind of hectic. It's actually probably almost been a year. It's probably been a, at least eight months. Anyway, I am back um, and the last time I was um, podcasting, I had said that I would talk about my trip to the Grammys, which happened last year. So I figured since it's Grammy week, it's a good time to reboot the podcast and (laughs) talk about the Grammys again. Uh, Before we do that, I have quite a few things well, not quite a few things. I have a couple things to talk about. First, I'd like to talk about our sponsor for this episode, Cyberpunk Web Marketing and Virtual Assistant Services. Cyberpunk helps creatives, solo professionals, entrepreneurs, and small businesses to focus on their larger goals while they meet their web-based creative and administrative needs. Cyberpunk Web Marketing and Virtual Assistant Services uses a blend of leading-edge technology and the DIY ethos of punk rock to achieve positive results for every client every time. Those in need of intelligent, independent, and tenacious online promotion and executive and administrative assistance would be wise to connect with Cyberpunk today. You can do that by going to cyberpunkmarketing.com. All right. And that's, so that's our sponsor for this episode. And moving on, I would like to do a little public service announcement and remind you all that the even-numbered years are not just election years. Every year is an election year because in the odd-numbered years, you elect your municipal and local people. So I would suggest that you all get out there and vote every year 
every year. Every election is important. You know why? You may not think that the, the local elections are as important as the president, but you know what? You don't actually elect the president. The Electoral College does. And the local people decide how your schools are going to use their money, how, how the libraries are going to use their money, how taxpayer money reaches you and how it is used at the local level. So you really want to get out and vote for people that support your values. There are ways to find out. It's hard sometimes to find out information about local candidates, but a lot of times if you search their names, you can find their party affiliation. Um, just search their name in Republican or Democrat, and you can usually find that out. Um, or Libertarian or whatever, Green Party. Um, we want to... <laughs> always mention all of the parties because we don't have enough of them, I don't think. I think that's why we're in the problem we are now. Just get out and vote and vote your values. Do your research on your local politicians. Um, and yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. Every year is an election year. Don't When they say election year, don't even listen to them. Every year is an election year. And the elections that affect you the most are the local elections. So Get out and vote. All right. Now that I got those couple things out of the way, I am going to move into the, the meat and the heart and soul of this episode. Uh, my last episode, which I think was probably like 10 to 8 months ago, when I thought I would be putting it out the next week. Uh, that's Sometimes that's how life is. Anyway, in my last episode, I um, had said that I was going to talk about my first trip to the Grammys, which was last year. Um, and it was very recent at the time, but <laughs> now it's Grammy week and it's time for another Grammys. So, of course, the Grammys last year got um, uh, pushed back due to COVID. So it uh, wasn't in Los Angeles as planned. It was in Las Vegas, but I was able to go to it. Uh, I had planned for this trip for a couple years, actually, because my ex and I um, have our uh, time with the kids, and I wasn't sure that, you know, the Grammys, they used to, you used to be able to get four tickets, um, and now you can only get two when they initially offer them. Later on, if nobody buys the tickets, then you can get the ticket, more tickets, but they changed the policy from four to two, so I can't take my kids with me. <laughs> so, um, so I <laughs> just decided to go by myself because I had no date um, and I didn't want to pay for somebody else. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I went by myself to the Grammys. And um, you have the Grammys, but then you have Grammy week and there's lots of events leading up to Grammy week, lots of networking and schmoozing and, you know, maybe even some educational things. I, not, I have not gone to any educational things, but, um, so anyway, they have these events leading up to, uh, the actual Grammys. And, uh, I flew into Vegas on Thursday. I was able to arrive the first day that they started offering tickets. Um, and I was so glad I did. If you ever have to go to the one of these events and you can go early, go early. <laughs> um, 
because there was no line to get my Grammy tickets and my my goodies bag, which I'll talk about in a bit. But um, I I just I I I arrived in Las Vegas. I I took my time. I got my bags. Got my rental car, um, and then I drove to the hotel where the Grammys were at, which I immediately had, once I knew they were changing venues, I got a room at at the, at the hotel, the MGM where it was at. Um, I had got my room and it, I, I had a nice view of the, the, the Vegas skyline billboards. <laughs> and, um, and, so I got to my room, I got to kind of relax, and I had a day to just, you know, get my tickets and just hang out and enjoy a little bit of Las Vegas. Um, uh, and then the next day, I was so glad that I had done that because Friday was the Music Cares uh, Person of the Year benefit concert and dinner um, at the MGM. Everybody was coming in on Friday and um, also on Saturday for the Grammys on Sunday. So the lines were long uh, at the hotel. They were long waiting for tickets to get get your Grammy tickets and your gift bag. And um, so I was so glad that I got there on Thursday <laughs> because I didn't have to wait in those lines. And the gift... The gift bag was awesome. Uh, it was a collection of products by Byro, their Bitter Green Essence Toner, which normally retails at $95. Their Tofu Gel Cream, which normally, normally retails at $85. And their Fig Renewal Oil, which normally retails at $72. And I have really enjoyed these products, I must say. They are very nice. And they we, they even gave us a, a discount code. I wanted to talk about my dresses. Um, so I'm very fortunate to have a cousin-in-law who is a fabulous seamstress. And not only that, she is a an up-and-coming fashion designer who goes by the name Meg Mansky. M-E-G-M-A-N-S-K-I. Check her out. Um, her, her creations are just gorgeous. And so I, um, I got four dresses from her, one from, for the person of the year benefit, one for uh, a get-together, uh, a party on, on Saturday night, and then my dress for the Grammys, and then a dress for the after party. Well, the after party didn't end up happening, so I didn't. I've got a fourth dress that I've yet to to um, wear, but um, I did wear the other three, all by Meg Mansky. Went shopping for shoes and bag to to wear. The great thing about my Meg Mansky creations is that uh, they all had matching masks to go along with the dresses since it was COVID was so prevalent. So that was very nice to have matching masks with my dresses. 
So I enjoyed my my chill Thursday, and then Friday, April 1st, was the, as mentioned before, the Person of the Year benefit concert and dinner, and it was honoring Joni Mitchell, and Stephen Stills was there, and um, then there were performances by um, Brandy Carlisle, and Herbie Hancock, Sarah Barillas, Cindy Lauper, Chaka Khan, Leon Bridges, Pentatonix, uh, the Black Pumas, John Batiste is amazing, and Maggie Rogers, um, and Mickey Guyton. It was all just a wonderful, wonderful show. And um, uh, the dinner was great too. Um, I don't have the breakdown with me. It was, it was, um, you know, salad and then the main course and then the desserts were, were crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, sculpt, you know, little sculptures and stuff <laughs> made out of cake. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, so the dinner was great. Um, I I got there and I sat down at my table and just to kind of give you the context of this, um, it had been, you know, a few months since the whole Waukesha thing. And I was really actually pretty wary about being out in public um, and how people were going to react to me, honestly. So I, I, I go to my table and they sit down and I just, you know, they, they everybody was going around and introducing themselves. Um, and I introduce myself and and they ask, you know, oh, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a I'm an independent musician. And the guy next to me is an older gentleman. Uh he says, oh, independent musicians make enough money for tickets to this. So right off the bat, this guy was not sitting well with me. Um, what does it matter? Uh, I mean, really, why would you say that to somebody? Um, so I just kind of, you know, brushed it off. And I'm like, oh, I do all right, um, you know. And, uh, and so I sit down and this, this, um, woman comes over and sits down next to me and she introduces herself to the table. Um, she's a journalist and, um, so we're all, you know, talking as the night goes on and, you know, watching the performances and all of this and, um, so <laughs> it comes up, people are like, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, 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 I know I have it. The, the guy next to me starts talking to me and he's like, tell me more about your music or whatever. And I was like, well, you know, I, um, I've been putting out my own music since 1999 and and I and I said I'm like in Chicago area right now. I play around town, and and then he just 
cut I play around Chicago and or, I I said I play around Chicago and um I've toured the United States but he 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 only heard I play around and then starts talking to the rest of the table like oh did you hear she plays around and I was like you didn't hear the rest of my sentence I said I play music around Chicago and so this is strike two for this guy um oh wow he didn't even know who I was really at that point and then so then everybody else says oh let's hear your music tell us about your music and let what's your latest release and so then at that point I had put out karma clansmen are ruining my america the music video i started to tell people about waukesha and i said and i started telling them my story like you can hear if you hear some of my earlier podcasts i i was like yes i'm that girl i'm that girl that said that stuff um but i collected all the voicemails and i chopped them all up and i turn them into a song. Want to hear it? And I made a music video detailing everything that I've been through. And so then after that, people didn't want to talk to me. The, the guy t- sitting next to me, like, moved and his wife moved next to me <laughs> well, at some point. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so so this woman next to me, this reporter, she didn't tell me what channel or anything that she worked for. And I was like, um, you know, I don't give a fuck if this is Fox News or not. I'm going to tell this woman my side of the story. And so I did. And it probably went on for like 10 minutes. Um, but I was not going to sit there and, ha- you know, feel like that. And not speak my piece. So I sat there and I told this woman everything. And and I said, yeah, the 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 Proud Boys targeted me after speaking at a school board meeting, and um, a week later they made my tweets go viral. If you look at my stats, I mean, <laughs> they they ganged up on me, and they made my tweet go viral, and they made Fox News pick it up. And Fox News jumped on the, it because I was the man, social media manager for the DuPage Democrats. And, um, and I, had, I was a, a key part in bringing out the youth vote and changing DuPage County from red to purple to now almost completely blue. And um, I fear that they're losing that youth vote as I talk to my son every day and and um, I hear some of the things that he says that I just that it's really strong we we need to um, we need to fight back against this white supremacist domestic terrorism that is taking over our country but aside from that um, I just I you know I didn't care that this woman was from Fox News I was going to tell her my story one thing about Fox News is there were a lot of influencers. I went, I saw, I found a, a graphic and it had compiled all of the people 
that said bad things about Waukesha. And there were some major influencers on there. And there was actually a woman who was um, higher up, like in charge of the the Democrats at the at a county level. And she wasn't targeted like I was. And I, I honestly think it's because I was so pivotal in turning a red, the largest red county in Illinois to blue. There are reasons why I was targeted and not all those other people that said the exact same thing I did. So anyway, I had to tell this woman my piece. I had to speak my piece. And um, so I did. And then she revealed to me that she was, uh, she worked for an affiliate of Fox in a state out east. I won't even say where she was from. Because I don't, I don't rat out people. I don't put people, I don't call out people unless really there, there really needs to be a reason. So um, anyway, aside from, from uh, being the, the pariah at the table, I really enjoyed the Music Cares concert and seeing Joni Mitchell and seeing all of the performers, it was really just lovely. It was amazing. Um, and I'm so glad I had the chance to do that. So if you ever have a chance to donate money to Music Cares and, um, and go to the Person of the Year Award, best, uh, Person of the Year Award um, festivities, the, the dinner and the, the production, um, you, should, you should do it because it was really something. And um, it was a fabulous evening. Good food, good music, mostly good company. <laughs> I guess as long as I'm not there, it's good company, huh? <laughs> okay. Um, so that was, that was Friday night, April 1st. So Saturday, Saturday I had two events. Um, in the afternoon, there was the Global Reunion 2022, um, which was hosted by um, Stuart Copeland, Ricky Kej, and Lonnie Park. And um, if you don't know who those people are, I will tell you. Um, so you've probably heard of The Police, the band The Police. And if not, you should probably look them up because they're rather influential. But um, Stuart Copeland it was the drummer for the police from 1977 to 1986, and then again from 2007 to 2008. And so he was one of the hosts, and Ricky Kej. Ricky is a two-time award-winning and three-time Grammy-nominated Indian music composer and environmentalist. He has performed at venues in over 30 countries, including at the United Nations headquarters in New York and Geneva. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
in December 2022, Kesha was announced as a, a UNHCR Goodwill Ambassador. Um, and then also Lonnie Park. Lonnie Park is a 2013 Grammy nominee artist, musician, composer, producer, and author. He's a renowned vocalist, instrumentalist, songwriter, engineer, producer. His, his, uh, he works across all music genres, including progressive and symphonic metal, country, hip-hop, world folk, instrumental pop, and gospel. Um, that's just a little bit about him. Um, he's worked, he also works with many other Grammy-winning artists and activists. That's a little bit about who hosted the party, and it was really nice. It was held in the courtyard at Hofbrau House in Las Vegas, and there were quite a few people there. Um, a lot of people, um, indie musicians that um, and and others that I have um, been in contact with over the years through the Recording Academy, um, or through just you know um, other connections. And um, it was it was neat to to actually meet people in person. Some some people that I've talked to online for years. There's other people there that I also knew, you know, from Chicago and and the scene here. But it was it was good to connect with everybody there. Um, it was a nice crowd. Crowd is kind of just mellow. Everybody talking. There was um, some food and get beverages and. And yeah, it was just real nice, chill, laid back kind of networking, get together, reunion. See people we haven't seen in a long time or people that we've been in contact with for years but have never actually met. So it, it was really neat. And then later in the evening, well, oh, so I, I did have a guest with me for Saturday's events. It was my vocal coach, Katie Power. And um, she was with me for the first event, and then we um, got ready to go to the second event. So they had a red carpet, and you could walk the red carpet and get interviewed by the wonderful Anne-Marie Pacerno, um, who is a musician in her own right. She's an uh, Americana um, composer, country, dance, folk, indie, pop, rock. Um, songwriter um, and world artist from Nashville. She was interviewing people on the red carpet. And so my my vocal coach and I, are, we were making our way to get in line to get on the red carpet. And uh, this gentleman just appears in front of us <laughs> in line. And, um, and he's like, oh, you're so well-dressed. And he's just like, he is just like inches away from grabbing me. <laughs> my, my, I turned around um, when he like stopped to talk to somebody else. And my, 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 my vocal coach is like, uh, do you need any help? <laughs> so anyway, uh, he, he introduces himself to me. And I'm not going to put him on blast here. I will say that he was a politician. He was a Republican. 
and he was running for a very high office in the state of Nevada. And he may have been married. I couldn't get a definitive answer on that. Maybe he was divorced. Maybe that's why he was divorced. But he was really, like, really close to me, invading my personal space, so much so that as the line progressed and people were getting interviewed, Anne-Marie Paterno thought that we were together. And so we had to, I had to walk, <laughs> I had to walk out on the red carpet with <laughs> a Republican. Of course, we were each on each side of Anne-Marie, so there was space between us as the interview went on anyway. So, <laughs> but I, I, I thought that was uh, rather humorous. I don't know what to think of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that happened at the, the, the party at Soiree. Um, but it was really nice. I, I got to see even more people that I had never seen before that I've been talking to online for years, voting for their music even, you know, for the Grammys. Because um, they write really good music. And so... Um, it was it was great to see people that I've I've voted for and supported and be able to you know talk to them be in the same room with them and I I met a lot of people I met some people from um, from Chicago even so small world so that was that was fun at Soiree um, aside from having my my personal space violated. <laughs> Uh, unwillingly <laughs> but it's 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 okay that's a part of being in a crowded situation um so then uh the next day was the grammys it was really an amazing day for me because i've dreamed about going to the grammys since i was young i've dreamed of winning a Grammy myself since I first became serious with music uh, or realized that I had talent, which was, I think, around age 11 when they pulled me out of Catholic school classroom to go play a funeral on the pipe organ. Um, and then they paid me 40 bucks. And I was like, yeah, I think being a musician would be all right. So, so then I started dreaming big, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to win a Grammy. Um, but we're just watching it on on TV as a youngster. I thought, wow, what it would be neat to be there, huh? Um, so I think everybody has some sort of, uh, well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people have that dream. And so anyway, so there's actually two Grammy ceremonies. You have the premiere ceremony, which um, are basically all of the awards that are not broadcast on television. Uh, there's lots of awards that are given away for production, classical music, world music, in uh, jazz, lots of genres um, that are not covered on the broadcast that's that everyone sees on TV. Um, there's lots of genres uh, with awards 
that you guys probably don't even know about. So if you ever get a chance to look at the full list of winners, please check it out. And please check out other forms of music, uh, not just the stuff you usually listen to. Um, it gives you a wider appreciation for music in general when you do stuff like that. So anyway, so you have the premiere ceremony, which starts, you know, around noon. And then um, that goes on till, you know, about uh, whenever it gets done. Um, then there's like a short time to walk the red carpet. And then they have the regular telecast, which you, everyone else sees on TV. And that's usually, you know, in the evening. So I got up early on Sunday and I, you know, because I kind of wanted to take my time getting ready. And so as I did it in stages, so um, I got ready, got dressed, um, did my makeup and then got dressed, I guess. And then went down to the premiere ceremony and watched most of that. And then I headed to the main arena where the telecast was. So I got to the main arena and I uh, found my seat where it was. And then I decided to go out and get some water and use the restroom before it all started. And um, as I went out there, I discovered that they weren't taking cash for uh, water and I had left my card in the hotel room. So I was kind of SOL at that point. And so I got a little bit upset and I went and talked to the security guard. They were able to get a manager to, to go over and I paid for my, you know, I offered to pay for my water at that point. She just gave it to me for free. But um, all I wanted was water and <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I was in the desert, you know, I, <laughs> I, I was like, where can I get water then? You know, all the water fountains are shut off because of COVID and, you know, I'm not going to make it through the ceremony without water. So I was able to get water. And then as I was waiting in line to get back into the arena too, well, because at that point then the uh, people had started more people had started showing up um as i went to go back into the arena i saw this uh i couldn't really see her face when because i kind of looked up as she was going by and but she she looked very shiny and very nude underneath the shiny and <laughs> I was like, that lady wants to be naked and shiny. And um, turns out it was Paris Hilton walking by me. So we, I sat in the same section as Paris Hilton at the Grammys. And <laughs> my vocal coach actually sat in the same section too. She was a seat warmer. She got hired as a seat warmer. I told her, you know, you, this, they hire seat warmers for, the, the, for award shows so that they can fill in the seat so it doesn't look so empty. Maybe you can get a job doing that just to go to the Grammys. And she was able to do it. So she sat in the same section as Paris Hilton, too. So we were all sitting in the same section. And so eventually we all got into our seats and, you know, we're waiting for the the show. They made an announcement that the show was going to start 
Um, so to make our ways to our seats. And so throughout, it's very interesting throughout the, uh, the Grammy ceremony, what happens behind the scenes on TV. They, they would announce to us, you know, uh, when the commercial breaks were getting ready to be over so that we could run back to our seats and um, so people could socialize when it went to commercial um, with each other, which was an interesting part that you don't see when you're watching the Grammys. Um, you're like, well, I wonder what all those people do during commercial break. They get up and they talk around and you know talk to each other and visit with each other. So we all were, you know, seated, ready for the the Grammys to start, and they made the announcement it was going to start, and to everybody get to your seats, and then they opened up this the ceremony. So Trevor Noah was the host that evening, and um, he he did a great job. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, oh, and uh, Foo Fighters were supposed to perform, but Taylor Hawkins passed away, so they were not able to perform. And I believe Billie Eilish performed in their place. And uh, let's see, the performers were uh, Silk Sonic, who I thought were awesome. It's Bruno Mars and Anderson Park. And then there was Olivia Rodrigo and uh, Jay Balvin. BTS performed. Amy Nuviola, um, Little Nas X, uh, Billie Eilish. Brandy Carlisle, Nas, Chris Stapleton, uh, Maverick City Music, and then there was the tribute to Ukraine with John Legend and others, um, Lady Gaga's tribute to Tony Bennett, Billy Strings, and then there was the, the Sondheim segment, which was glorious. Then there's John Batiste and... Then um, Justin Bieber, her, Carrie Underwood, and then the brothers Osborne. And it was it was really neat to see everyone performing on the stage and, you know, seeing the transitions and everything that went on that you don't always necessarily see on camera. A lo uh, an experience of a lifetime, I, I'll say that. You know, I don't know if I'll ever get to go back to the Grammys again. So I decided to do it in style. I decided to pay the extra money to go to the, the person of the year event and um, to have, you know, nice showy uh, gown to go to the Grammys in. And I, I just did it up because, you know, you never know. This might be the one and only time I get to go to the Grammys. So it was quite the experience, and I enjoyed myself fully. I wish I could live it over and over and over again. And maybe I will. Maybe I'll get to go next year. <laughs> Who knows? Even They may even expand the number of tickets, and I can take both my kids with me. But uh, I do have a song that I did enter this year in the new category, Best Song for Social Change. And... Um, it's not picked by the regular balloting process. It's picked by a blue ribbon committee. Um, and um, so anyway, the, the regular balloting pr 
process works like this. Everybody submits their music that they want to win a Grammy and into the various categories that it belongs to. And then, um, then there is uh, a vote that goes all the members, voting members of the Recording Academy vote and on, you have, uh, it changes from year to year, but you have a certain number of categories that you can vote in, plus the major categories like album of the year, you know, record of the year, song of the year, artist, best new artist of the year. Um, so everybody votes in those categories, but um, then everybody also votes in their own particular genre categories that they know about, that they're knowledgeable about, that they listen to regularly. Um, so, uh, so, so we do first round voting. And then after that, the, you know, they go through and they, they see who the top winners are in each of the categories, usually the top five, I guess. And then those are the nominees. And from there, uh, there's a second round of voting. And then the nom from the nominees, the winners are picked. And that's what you see on television for some of the categories. And like I said, there's a whole other ceremony before the telecast ceremony called the premiere ceremony. And that's where all of the other awards are uh, given out. And there's performances there, too. So anyway, I... I have entered a song in the best song for social change uh, this year. And as I said, it's picked by Blue Ribbon Committee. And I don't even know who's on the Blue Ribbon Committee. So I can't even tell you if they're qualified. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure they are. But um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know who's on the Blue Ribbon Committee, so I can't tell you that. But that, that is who picks best song for social change. And the song that I entered was Karma, Klansmen Are Ruining My America, which is made up of all of the voicemails that I received, the hateful voicemails I received after my comments about Waukesha went viral. Um, and they went viral because I was targeted by Proud Boys after speaking at a school board meeting a week earlier. And so they got their little crew of Graper Army guys and Proud Boys and made my tweet go viral. And then Fox News picked it up. And anyway, the, the voicemails I received in backlash to that were mostly by white supremacists talking about the black guy driving the car um, and you know, stuff like that. But anyway, so I took all those angry voicemails that, um, I received and I made a song out of them. Well, I mean, like what else would I do with them? And then I, um, also took all the angry messages I received from texts and emails and Facebook messages. And I made, and, and mail, I had mail too. Um, and I made a music video out of it. So you can see all of that. And it is um, in the running for best song for social change at the Grammys. Uh, we'll see if it wins or not. I'm hoping it does. 
Um, but we shall see. Uh, and anyway, that brings us to the present moment, and the Grammys are this Sunday. The 65th Annual Grammy Awards, this Sunday, February 5th at 8 p.m. Uh, again, Trevor Noah is hosting, and uh, it's at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, you can watch it on CBS. I don't know if they're streaming from Grammy.com or not, but um, that may be an option, but definitely on CBS. So I hope you tune in for the Grammys Sunday, February 5th, 2023. For It's the 65th annual Grammy Awards. So hope you all tune in and um, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I will be back with regular pod, weekly podcasts now, I hope. <laughs> That's the plan, and I have a lot of time out in my schedule now to properly do this podcast and to um, bring you some some interesting shows. So I hope you have found my little trip to the Grammys interesting. I hope that you all have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.